This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on this show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. Take what helps and leave the rest. If you're suffering, please call 911 or your local emergency services. Hi, everyone. It's Help Me Be Me. If you are in the U.S., I hope you had a fantastic 4th of July. Um, This is an episode I'm calling Choosing Fulfillment or Working with the Energy of Scarcity. It's kind of a a broad episode because it's it's not about just scarcity it's about gratitude this is an episode um about changing your mindset and apologies in advance but I do say the word sphincter a lot in this (laughs) not sure why but anyway this is really about how to slow down and really deliberately move your body and your mind into an energy state of trust trust in self trust in time and trust in the universe and just your your own safety. And this is for anyone if you feel like you're out of time or if there are just not enough resources or maybe you feel like you have to over deliver because you're just not keeping up. If you do feel like this, it might be because of something you developed at a younger age and it's something that you kind of can't stop perpetuating like we can't stop flexing this muscle as adults it's almost like a hamster gathering seeds from one bowl and then hiding them in their little corner with all the wood shavings and when we're doing this it's it's all self-inflicted so we can really teach ourselves out of it and before I go into the rest of it this episode is dedicated to little Richard Richard is a graffiti artist known by the name of Express He was my first crush. He was always true to himself. He recently passed away very unexpectedly. And uh, this was an episode I was already writing, but it definitely brought this into a sharper focus. Because when you don't realize the line between life and no life is so thin, it's really easy to fall asleep at the wheel of appreciation. Like to not summon the presentness to say, oh, wow, how amazing 
is today and how amazing is life like it's really it, it's totally a, a habit that we fall into of just not really enjoying things like I want to be able to enjoy things like a cat or a dog you know like when a dog lies in the sun like how can we be animals in our life experience and not narrate what's wrong with it like what if instead we are taken aback by how peaceful and happy and wonderful it is like that sense of just awe and appreciation and just savoring that's that's my hope for this episode so with that there are three parts the what the why and the how the tools part one the what uh anyone who is pervasively focusing on what they need or what they lack versus what they have in abundance so maybe you just feel like rushed all the time like you're out of time that there are not enough resources and then that belief kind of unconsciously makes you feel like you have to over deliver because there's this feeling of like I'm barely keeping up I'm not enough this also leads to making hasty decisions like this feeling that there's not enough time or not enough resources makes us feel like we have to be impulsive like we can't take our time to make the right decision it just has to be kind of uh, an efficiency decision and for example that might manifest as like saying yes to something that is not quite what you want because you're worried you won't get another chance and when we do things like this we often veil that decision making in something else like well you know, I have to seize every opportunity or, well, you know, I can make do like we might think of it as something that's a benefit, but over time it's, it's really reducing our overall bar. Like it reduces the overall quality of our experiences as well as the average of our life. And as far as the actual experience we live, it's kind of like, we're, we're bringing to it this filter of anxiety, need, uh, lack. And so I wanted to start this episode by inviting you to change what you bring to just today with like a brief visualization. I'm going to call this like a step back, a little step back. And I mean step back because it's kind of like stepping back from a pane of glass that we're like staring through. It's like we're stepping back to see beyond what we what was invisible to us it's kind of like that meme of homer simpson stepping backwards into the shrub wall but for your life and we can do this throughout our day and what this does is it just allows us to revisit consciousness like we can alter the energy we bring to every moment throughout our day and and through that our life will get colored in differently so let's stop our busyness right now maybe you're moving through your day a million miles an hour maybe you're on your way somewhere maybe you are multitasking maybe not maybe you are taking it slow and meditating but if you are on the move I just want to invite you to pause and literally just look around and if it makes sense I want you to I want to ask you to just reopen your eyes and, and look around you and ask what if there is enough like, what if there is enough time, enough resources, enough money, enough stuff, enough life to do everything you want to do? 
Like what if this day is so long you can do all the things you want and more? What if this moment right now is so complete and so full? What would that feel like? Like see if you can relax your actual muscle energy in your body to that belief. Same reality, same objects. Just relax into that energy and maybe just place a hand on your belly and see if you can like unclench. Yes, that word is coming. Your sphincter (laughs) or your butt, if that's an easier word. Like we're doing a reverse kegel. So just feel into that lens and just remind yourself like I am safe. I am relaxed. This moment we are in right now is so expansive. It's so dimensional. There's so much space. And I invite you to also just, if there's anything that's organic around you, like the sky, a plant, just like observe that thing. Okay, that is my part one. Part two, the why. I think when we have a feeling of scarcity, it's often something that began from trauma that was, you know, real scarcity as a young person. Like we were not given enough attention. There was not enough love. There was not enough actual resources. There was a sense of powerlessness or maybe there was some instability. So there was this awareness of losing resources or an awareness of actual your own vulnerability in the world, which is too much for a child to handle. It's like you shouldn't have that information. So in other words, your lifelines were not stable, whether that was love, food, shelter, safety. And outside of origin, I think a lot of us have grown accustomed to fractured focus. Like there's an incredibly disrupted sense of time. And with that, we grow kind of a an inner sense of chaos. Like it makes us feel scattered and behind. And with that, we just we feel rushed. Like I can't get a hold of everything because there's too much to get a hold of. So we get this sense of hurry that is very reinforced in us by apps, algorithms, devices. And yet it's also a version of unconsciousness like fractured focus is very um we're not fully invested in a linear experience it's it's like constantly being attached to a slot machine like all you're going to be doing is reacting to the color and light and so this is an invitation just to recognize that and perhaps become more deliberate and sparse in how you relate to devices and all of the things that are on devices. I also wanted to invite you to recognize the energy that devices bring to your day. And I'm going to call these just negative reward habits when you're being controlled by a habit that is external. Because it's like we, we are getting hits. I don't know if you've noticed this in yourself. I've noticed in myself that I will all of a sudden wake up and I'm like, I'm checking the five apps that I always check. And I wasn't even choosing that. It's just like, it was like, it took over me. And I was like, wait, why am I doing this? I did this like five minutes ago. That to me is kind of terrifying. And the the reason we're doing that is because we have these negative habit loops. They're negative reward habits because we get little dopamine hits. However, we are not being 
satiated or rewarded by those things in a real and substantial way. It's kind of like junk food in that they are keeping you hungry for salt and sugar, but they're not giving you sustenance. In other words, I want you to just begin to play with the reduction of certain unconscious habits and certain energies in your life and see how that affects your day and your well-being. Like just your ability to experience calmness in your day, like your baseline. Because if we can make our focus present and singular, we have a much bigger and more uh, expansive and rewarding life experience. Like when we remove that urgency of checking the updates, it's almost like what we think we're doing is giving ourselves some comfort. Like we, I think we associate our phones or apps with a feeling of reward and calm when in reality it's the opposite. Like uh, when we invest in things like social media, it's like we, th- we are controlling the source of our self-worth. Like we're getting a predictable sense of reward when we uh, partake in getting something giving us likes, for, for example. However, just like junk food, it is not a reward of high sustenance. Like it's superficial and fleeting. So if this is pervasively our base for our self-definition, it's a low value reward. And the more we invest in it as like our main source of self-worth and and self-validation, the more we get this feeling of emptiness. And what we don't remember is that when we fill our cup with real substantial connection, like in-person gestures that require risk and work, those connections reward us very deeply. And they are much larger investments that are less predictable, less controllable. However, over time, over a lifetime, this leads to a greater feeling of fulfillment. So if you want to learn more about this in particular, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to uh, a book that I think you might get something out of. Um, But either way, my point is the garbage quality of social media rewards mean you are controlling it like a little I'm taking a little shot by pressing this button. However, over time, it's degrading to our our feelings about ourselves because it's not, it's just junk food. It's hollow. Which brings me to part three, the how, the tools. How do we generate a greater feeling of fulfillment, breadth, depth, and just slowness in our trust of life? And before I go into this section, first, a brief word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. 
They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So in many ways, this is really about learning to trust yourself and learning to trust the world by teaching ourselves to relax to come into a calm and more rational state. And when we are clinging, when we feel like we're rushed, when, when things are not enough, this is when we are threatened. We are irrational. We are at a lower capacity for intelligent thought. So same reality. It's not about changing the circumstances around you. Like everything is exactly the same. It's just our filter that changes. It's just the energy that changes. Like if there's that half empty glass, there's still an equally rational half full glass this is really about rehearsing a different set of thoughts because when you feel insecure and clingy we are actively draining mental resources like our focus is so narrow and we are creating this sense of danger that does not exist in reality so if you are to shift that energy and kind of be able to open up your brain again and not be in the threat state you have access to such greater wisdom there's such different decision making ability that opens up that you aren't you don't have access to when you're fearful so with that here are some tools to grow this expansiveness the first tool is called same stuff new energy so as i said it's all the same same life same stuff same people same routine totally different energy totally different experience of all of those things like when we can live uh just a more from a more relaxed state like let's just try and teach our bodies right now to feel into where we are unconsciously clenching maybe that for for you is your stomach for me it's usually my chest what is what does trust feel like in the body like this is one of the mantras i say to myself all the time like how, how does trust feel? It's usually the pit of my belly. So first, I want you to just notice your body. And then second, I just want you to mentally remind yourself, there's nothing to fix. There's nothing to change. How can I just feel into this energy or into this experience of this moment with different energy? All right. The next tool, it's not your job to make do or the settling reflex. Uh, I want to ask you, do you have a habit of settling, of doing kind of like the lowest, like, oh, it's fine. It's, it totally doesn't. It, don't even worry about it. Like, do we? Ha- do you have like a knee-jerk reaction for saying like, oh, no, no, don't. I, I'll take the broken one. Like, is that your kind of go-to? I think in general, when we have a need to fix things or we feel by default that it is our fault if something doesn't work out, like even if it has nothing to do with us, like if we feel in some way a tinge of guilt, if somebody is disappointed by something and it's totally unrelated to us, I just want you to notice that habit in yourself 
And I want you to try and recognize the moment you try and rush something and just say, what if, what if I do have time? What if there are resources? Like try and flip that over. Just do it as an experiment. I notice myself doing that all the time where it's like, we're running late. We need to, you know, somebody is expecting something soon. My first mental response is to say like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, totally. I don't care. But I haven't even asked myself if that's true. I want to invite you to ask yourself like, what is the right answer? What does this thing deserve? It probably only takes, I don't know, 15 seconds more to do it right. In most circumstances, it probably takes a minute to do the thing. You, you probably have that time. It's not your job to make things okay. It's not your job to make everybody else happy. It's not your fault if something is not working out on something completely unrelated to you. Just recognize that impulse. It's, this is old. This is old wiring. We can teach ourselves into choosing the right answer. Maybe you can be the one that says, like, I want to do it right. I know how to do it right. I want to do it right. All right, the next tool is called identify with fun. I think one thing that can happen as we get older or busier or more professional, we get more esteem, we start shifting our focus, our habitual day-to-day identity focus towards just more seriousness, like a less spontaneous, more uh, rigid persona. This might not be true for you at all. High five if this is not you at all. I love you don't change. But if it is, this is an assignment and an invitation. I just want to invite you and I'm serious. Maybe you can do it right now. I want to invite you to get a pillow and a blanket and go outside, preferably on pavement, some like harder, not meant for lying on surface and watch the sky. Just watch the clouds, stare at the sky, let's say five minutes. And the reason I want you to do this is I want to remind you physically of a simpler, more singular time in your life. And when you are doing this assignment, which I'm sure you're doing right now, this is my intention for you to return to this energy often, to see the singularity of all present moments and feel the vastness of them and really recall that there was a time in your life when you allowed yourself to savor these moments, to not rush, for it to not be more than what it is, maybe you won't be late. A minute is really an eternity when you're present. Just like that feeling, oh, I'm tiny, I'm on the ground, I have a blanket, I'm outside. That special feeling is the core of life in many ways, and we go unconscious and we lose all of that, or we can for many years of our adult life. Don't forget that they exist. All right, the next tool is called the taste of the food in my mouth. So this is an invitation to become aware of the different kinds of junk food we have in our lives and really just tune in to something that is a negative reward loop in your life as you are practicing it like really take seriously your junk food intake and just recognize like how does this feel in my body as I am practicing this thing 
I, I think when we have a behavior that we just, we use it to go unconscious, like we use it to shut off, they start to get reinforced because we are using it as a thing to, to turn off our brain and our body. And oftentimes we don't know how to get out of those negative reward loops because it's just become a chance for us to go unconscious, but to undo them quite literally, all you have to do is just start being really aware when you're doing the thing, like really aware, really tune into your body, tune into how you feel, how it feels in your mouth and your actual body. So things like actual junk food. I did this recently with alcohol and with drugs. I did this with, with drugs as uh, in my 20s. But just like what I did was just focus intensely on how fucking awful my body felt and like how much pain was in my body like how disgusting and sick I felt I know this is a like gross TMI type of tool but like if you are are somebody that's like I don't like how much I'm on my phone or I don't like how uh much casual drinking I do next time you do that really feel into it as you're practicing it think of like how does this feel right now for me I just noticed I was like you know casually accidentally drinking like every single day and I just started to tune into that and I was like oh this feels like a chore like I don't actually want this like I don't I'm not enjoying this at all it's weird how quickly you will start to be like oh I am actively not into this I thought I was obsessed with it I thought I really wanted it but I'm actually not physically enjoying this that is how we start to just unclench that association we have with something that we think is like saving our lives it's not it's really not all right the next tool you can always be okay even if someone in your life is not so this is a uh shout out to all my codependents out there but it's a gentle reminder for you to bring into your awareness as soon as you notice yourself getting attached to whether someone else in your life is gonna be upset if that person in your life is experiencing pain, if they're going back into their version of a dark mode, as soon as you start to like attach and you're like, oh no, they're feeling blank and oh no, they're going to be like blank. Step back from an investment in that story and remember, you can always be okay. Even if someone else in your life is not, you can, you control your window you fill your life with all of its contents. What they live is always separate. And also, you have no idea what is to come. Like whatever story is happening in your brain, you are scripting out and it is fiction. Step back, come into the energy of how can I empower myself and how can I remain open and not scripting? All right, the next tool is called <laughs> Celebrity Self. I just want to remind you that there have been times in your life when you were outside of yourself, maybe you were just lost in the moment, maybe you were not as identified with this like in your head experience of your life and you kind of caught your own eye and there was a moment when you could really see you as someone special and cool and magical. It's like a moment where you can almost like flirt with yourself. When do you have that feeling? How, when was the last time you had that feeling? Can you invite 
an experience like this? Can you curate times like this? Maybe it's just in a vibe. Maybe it's in a, an attitude, an outfit, a set of rituals that you perform. Like for me, it's like music that's a certain song, getting a certain outfit on, having a certain set of experiences, like getting outside of your bubble, being around other people that remind you of your strengths. I just want to remind you that you need those moments. You need to have that dimension of like, oh yeah, I really fucking like me. I'm pretty awesome. (laughs) Curate that energy. It will allow you to keep the full range of life experience. We can't have just the single noted doing types of experiences. We need the breadth. Otherwise, we just get smaller and smaller. We forget to dream. We forget the habit of keeping life expansive. Okay, the next tool is called the fairy tale. As soon as you start to script something out in your mind where you're like, ah, if only this amazing thing happened, if only this perfect future where this person does this and I got this role and then everyone gave me this and like if only that happened, everything would be awesome. Everything would be perfect if only if this far off thing happened. As soon as you start scripting out fairy tales, I want to I want you to recognize it, look at it, and and know that maybe that is actually totally false. Like oftentimes when we get that thing, we're like, "Oh, huh. This really didn't mean anything." Like, "Oh, it's just a uh, it's just stuff. Nothing changed. Nothing was vastly different." And either way, When we do that, it's actually usually a habit of us keeping happiness not today. It's keeping happiness out of reach for ourselves. It's a way of controlling vulnerability and fear. It's like, I know it sounds crazy, but we remain comfortably in lack, comfortably on hold. It's a way of just not allowing ourselves to move fully into the present And savor the present because to savor the present requires trust and full vulnerability. And if we are to do so, it's like it feels a little risky. If we invest in present day joy, it can be scary. It can feel dangerous. And it also oftentimes triggers feelings of unworthiness like while we are experiencing it. I don't know if you've had that experience where you're like, a bunch of people are saying really nice things to you and you're like, I don't feel comfortable with this. It can trigger feelings of not enough. So I am here to teach you out of that habit because it is, it's just a habit. So when you, next time, if you start to write out a fairy tale in your mind, come back to maybe nothing different has to happen for everything to be great and wonderful. Maybe nothing, maybe none of that has to happen. Like maybe everything is just right as it is. Very interconnected next tool is for dread. It's a mantra. Maybe it will be fun. This is totally simple, but it fucking works, I swear. Quite literally, you have no idea how any future thing will turn out. Absolutely no idea. It it will probably be totally different than what you're thinking it's going to be. But by investing in any narrative, we will script it out in reality. So this is to do the opposite. Maybe it will be fun. As soon as you start to dread something, as soon as you're like, oh, fuck, I'm tired though. 
oh, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there. Whatever the thing is, just invest in an open-ended expectation. That's it. And by doing that, you will change the experience you have of that thing. Like, maybe it'll be fun. I have no idea. Just don't. It's, it's a reality. It's like a reminder of reality. Like, oh yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen. Also, it might not happen at all. Who knows? Just don't get invested. It's like, I'm just practicing feeling shitty for no reason. Why would I do that to myself? There's no reason. All right. And the next tool is called, um, actually, I don't have a fancy name. It's practice unstructured time for nothing. That's it. That's my assignment for you. It's really hard for a lot of us to do. But I want you to assign yourself an unstructured day without any goal in mind. Nothing to achieve, nothing to schedule. Maybe that's a day on the couch. Maybe that's a day wandering, doing whatever comes to mind. I would invite you to do this at least once a week. Does that sound crazy? It probably sounds crazy, right? Think of this as like a habit of building trust. Trust that you have enough time enough everything, and that you are worthy enough to not be completely productive and fucking making stuff all the time. Like maybe, yeah, you're allowed to not have done anything and still be equally stellar and impressive on all levels. And those are my tools. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And before I close, I want to thank my latest sponsors, Deborah. And Valerie, thank you so very much for your support of this show and for your donations. It really helps me out. If anyone out there has the means, you can make a donation on yaywithme.com or you can head to Patreon slash Sarah Maybe. And if you don't have the means, I totally get it. A lot of students in my audience. If you could share it with someone that you think would benefit from it, that helps me as well. Or reviews on iTunes. Love those. So in closing... I will post this episode to you in deep gratitude, deep gratitude for life and for time and my relationship to all of you. And I know that things can be difficult and when you're suffering, it's really about treading water, but know that we are only here for a short while. As soon as I heard my, my friend pass, the first response I had besides grief was just flooded with gratitude like oh my god yeah I can't believe I I get to have this I get to have this full life I'm so lucky I'm so lucky to have this time with my kids time with my loved ones to grow and to experience so much breadth in this this expanse of life like what a privilege and I would just say like knowing that is a gift I want to pass that gift on to you make it a priority in your life to spread love. And I say that because that goal will change how you feel about yourself and it will also change how you value the experience of life. So let us set intentions for the remainder of this day to come. Maybe nothing has to be fixed. Maybe everything is beautiful and awesome as it is right now. So I send you my love. And don't forget to smile.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.